in our lovely garden state. We are missionaries great, sent to call the Father's lambs into his fold. Here the harvest we will reap, sacred promises we'll keep, with a faith that's fearless and a courage bold. Missionaries of New Jersey, valiant servants of the Lord, heart and soul and mind will give, so that precious souls might live. Two by two we're marching forth to spread the word, do cause we're missionaries, valiant servants of the Lord. Heart and soul and mind will give, so that other souls might live. Two by two we're marching forth to spread his word. Good evening, it's Notes from John. With a babble from Bond. This is Sunday, March 17. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, is it the Ides of March or is it just the same? Is that a different day? I, don't I think know. that's 15th of March. March 17th, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. And uh, Sunday night, we're pleased to be with you to be able to share a few things tonight, actually, about uh, our mission. To New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey, and um, but well, we parked our car in the dooryard. Very, that's not all you said. <laughs> we had some water. What else? Well, we didn't have coffee, but they offered it to us. You still got the twang. <laughs> it's been f almost five years. Yes, it has. Well, um, before we start tonight, we'd like to give a little shout out to our daughter, Melissa, because tonight uh, we had our, our uh, family, family dinner. dinner with uh, all of everybody present, with the exception of Becky and her family. They were like. down in St. George, and they were. so they weren't with us. But uh, We missed them. Everybody else. Uh, um, Mark Larson, Melissa's husband, is an absolute Aggie, Utah State Aggie fan, died in the wool and uh, they had their basketball championship game last night in Las Vegas and uh, so yesterday morning Melissa says to Mark aren't you gonna go to the championship game in Las Vegas and Mark says well, no I know you you're gonna have your family over for dinner tomorrow and you don't really want me to go and so <laughs> I, it would be fun but no I'm, I'm not gonna go and Melissa, bless her heart, uh, did, um, did all she could to convince him that he ought to go to take his, uh, his, all of his three sons and go down with his brothers and just have a great time. And then hustle home uh, so that they could be back in time for our Sunday gathering at uh, the Larson's home. And, and uh, so that's what he did. They, he and his took his sons, his three boys, and um, they went down to Las Vegas for the Mountain West Conference Basketball Championship <laughs> game, which the Aggies won handily, by the way. And, um, and then, so Melissa, bless her heart, you know, uh, she went ahead with the preparations for our family gathering that would have included, how many were there, sweetheart? Oh, 25. Not quite 25, 26 people, and, and um, without uh, help from Mark, since he was gone, and 
you know, our, our other daughters, uh, Emily, and uh, got up there a little bit early. 30 of us, I know. And uh, was able to help out to help Melissa in, in putting some things together. But bless her heart, Melissa put most of it together by herself. And thank you, Melissa. You did a wonderful job. It was great for everyone. Everybody had a great time. Gather together in your home. Was, Besides, the food was very good. It was. So is your contribution, sweets. Oh, my fruit? Your fruit. Because <laughs> I'm so fruity. <laughs> No. But no. you helped. You helped. I did help. I cut up fruit. You cut up fruit. Good little me. <laughs> so um, we wanted to just share tonight uh, some some of our thoughts about our three-year experience as mission president and wife in the state of New Jersey. And, um you know, there are a number of things we can talk about in connection with that, but I thought what we would do would we tell you just a little bit about our call, because remember that our our uh, podcast is primarily for our children, our grandchildren, and great grandchildren, as well as our missionaries that would like to tune tune in, and and anybody else that's that, <laughs> that really cares, that really cares, yeah. Um, well, so in uh, in the year twenty eleven. I was just uh, really kind of in my last year of law practice. And in January of that year, it happened to be that I had uh, Elder L. Tom Perry and his wife, Barbara, in my law office here in Salt Lake City. And I was doing a little, um, some estate work for them. And, and um, so I, we were in to review some things and and while they were there, Bonnie happened to be downstairs doing some little filing work and other things. And so I called her I was her trying up. to help you get re to retire. Yeah, because we, uh, we planned on retiring at the end of 2011. And then we wanted to go on a full-time mission for the church somewhere. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter to us where, but just somewhere. And um, so that was the, our intent. And... Uh, so when Elder and Sister Perry were there with us, uh, I called Bonnie to come up and, and just say hello. So they did, or she did, and uh, during the conversation, he said, well, what are you doing here, Bonnie? And I said, I'm trying to help John get ready to retire, so I'm helping him file away some files and get them boxed up and get everything taken care of so we can retire. He said, retire? You, you didn't tell me you were going to be retiring, John. And I said, well, I, I didn't know that I had any reason to tell you. That's our plan, but uh, uh, plan on retiring here at the end of the year so we can go on a mission. And he said, okay, well, good. I'm glad to know that. So, um, gosh, it was, a, I don't know, two weeks later, we had an interview to, to go in and, and visit with him Elder Perry, on what they called an exploratory interview. And that was the purpose, or the purpose of which was to find out what our circumstances were financially, family-wise, health-wise, parent-wise, um, uh, children, uh, everything that, uh, just an exploratory interview to see if we could in fact uh, be called to, to serve as a mission president and wife which would mean three years away in some other, some other place in the world. It was making me very nervous. Yeah, well, both of us. 
So we had that interview and, and uh, uh, told him that we planned on being able to, to you know, uh, retire at the end of the year. So I thought, you know, there, if this ha thing happens, it'll, it'll be s sometimes towards the... It just fell right into our plans. Uh, kind of maybe a year later or so. Anyway, it was, oh, I don't know, a few weeks later, we got a call to go and, and visit with... Uh, President Uchtdorf. Yeah, President Uchtdorf, who was the second counselor in the first presidency the of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at that time. So this is now like March of 2011. And uh, as we're, we're there, uh, Elder Uchtdorf, uh, we had a wonderful visit with him that day. It was uh, really, I thought, a, a beautiful experience. And he extended the call to Bonnie and I to serve as mission president and wife over the New Jersey Morristown mission. And I was shocked. <laughs> Why? Well, I'll tell you the first part of this little poem. Okay, go ahead. Because now when I heard New Jersey, I said, oh my, it was so far from Utah, and that's no lie. I thought of chemical plants, mafia, and don't forget crime. Is this where I was to spend three years of my time? But this was our call from the prophet we knew, so we boarded the plane, bid family and friends adieu. It was uh, just a short time before we went into that visit uh, with uh, Elder President Dukdorf to be called that, uh, or maybe I guess it was a little later after the, our call, I was visiting with Elder Perry about it and uh, had told him that, you know, interesting that this call has come now because we were planning on, on uh, going in, you know, the following year because I wanted to, to work through the end of 2011. And he said, well... well it, he said, I heard retirement and went cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and one of the reasons is because um, they had had someone called as the mission president and wife for New Jersey to leave in, in the end of June of that same year, 2011. But apparently they had some health, uh, unexpected health problems arise. And so the, the church's missionary department was scrambling to get another couple to be able to go out without much notice. And guess who that was? It was us. <laughs> it was us. So we got our call there in March to leave uh, at, the, uh, at the end of June. And um, that's... This, this was in February, so we kind of had to hustle. Yeah, we did have to hustle. And, and then uh, the, the week before... Uh, we left on a mission, actually it's about 10 days before we, we were uh, down at the, the uh, Mission President Seminar in Provo, Utah, at, there at the MTC, the Missionary Training Center, and had, I thought, a great week of training from uh, general authorities and from members of the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve. I thought it was just a great experience, except for one thing. What was that? Remember they taught us that we needed to be doing role-playing. Oh. That was one of your favorite things, wasn't it, sweetheart? Uh, not. No? Really? Well, role-playing is a challenge uh, if you're not used to it, and we, neither of us had ever really done any role-playing. 
and yet it's an essential part of the training for a missionary to literally be doing some role-playing with someone to help them practice in how they're going to teach someone. And, um, a, and a great thought from the Mission President Seminar that I kept thinking about was that you are in the Lord's hands, so we knew we could do it, and we could role-play. <laughs> we could. I remember that very first one we did was was uh, an interesting experience for both of us. Yeah, because I told you to do it. Yes, I would you watch. Did. <laughs> and that's about what happened, too. But we met wonderful, wonderful people and couples that were just as nervous and worried about it as we were. So, so the, the 1st of July of 2011, we boarded an airplane, and uh, after having been set apart by Elder L. Tom Perry, uh, with all of our family uh, together just a day or two before we left, which I thought was a sweet experience as well. Yeah, it was very tender, and it was tough. It was it, hard it to was, leave. knowing we were going to be gone for three years. Miss and, and miss family and miss family and a lot of a lot of family activities and gatherings and those kinds of uh, things that you know we would love to have been able to attend but uh, so we get to new jersey so we arrived in newark and it was a treat we felt our first wave of humidity and heat that was a killer it was as we drove on the freeway the view was the best but I could not tell which was north, south, east, or west. For Jersey had no mountains, just thousands of trees. But in the fall, we saw spectacular, colorful leaves. And the springtime was pretty, the winters quite freezing. The wind chilled our bones, and it was quite the cold season. But the people of Jersey were awesome, you see, because they were from all over the nation and different countries. That's the truth. Uh... New Jersey is one of the melting pots uh, of the country. Um, and we had people from all over the world that we were privileged to, to meet, uh, privileged to be able to have our missionaries teach the gospel to them. What a, an amazing place it was to serve. The state in and of itself, uh, uh, I think you were a little afraid of the state I was, initially. I was just because of the mafia <laughs> and crime. <laughs> I'd heard of, and it was people just didn't have a very, very good vibe about New Jersey. That's all I had heard. Which is un really unfortunate because the state itself is an absolutely beautiful state. It's called the Garden, Garden state, state for a good reason. Really? I mean, it gets a bad rap because it was beautiful. And yeah. the trees were beautiful, especially like in the fall. The leaves were amazing. Yeah. From a, from a just a location standpoint, you know, beautiful beaches. Their boardwalk was amazing. Um, you know, they, they certainly had the, the large cities, the cement jungles, uh, and there was a, you know, crime was a, was a serious problem in a couple of the large cities, certainly. But, uh, wow, this, this, the, just the state itself was a gorgeous place. It really was. But, and, but, but the, I was going to say, but the winters were a little harsh. It was freezing well, with the humidity. Yeah, well, tell them the, the winter of the weather events that we experienced. The hurricanes. Two major hurricanes, <laughs> one in 2011, one in 2012. Right, when we got there, it was Hurricane Irene, Irene that came through. And it was 
quite an experience, actually. It was something to go through and see, and and the missionaries were excited to go out and serve. We all had put on our little yellow helping hands, helping hands t-shirts, and we went out and helped yeah. everywhere. Because homes had been flooded um, as a result of the hurricane, and uh, um, so we, our missionaries were fabulous, and they're they're uh, uh, never complaining about uh, going in and helping what we called muck out homes that had been flooded to try to get personal belongings out and furniture out and so that they could begin restoration of uh, the various uh, damaged parts of these homes. And then in, um, in actually we can have, a, when did we have our, our earthquake. That was in 2011, too. Yes, and that's what was We quite just got funny. there. Yes, that's why I said before we could even really get going and trying to get settled in. We also had an earthquake, and I was bringing some fruit over to the office, and all, most of the office staff in this little building were from Utah, where we occasionally have little rumblings and I was coming in with this fruit plate, and I got in the elevator, and it started rattling. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, this is an old rickety elevator. Got off, went inside, and I went out to get the next dish that I'd brought. People were running out, just scared to death, and I said, what is going on? I said, we've had an earthquake. Don't go back in the building. And I was upstairs, up in our <laughs> office on about the fourth floor of the building. And you all felt it. I did feel it. I didn't really pay any attention to it. I was I know, in an interview with a, with a young missionary elder, and uh, I remember this this horrified look came on his face when we felt the shaking. I didn't really pay any attention to it. I wanted to just continue on with the interview. I know. You once you get your mind set on something, you <laughs> just go for it. And all the but all the office staff they were just sitting there too. And I said, people, there there's there was an earthquake, and they went. Well, we know, but we're used to them, and we're fine. I think <laughs> I, I think our missionary office staff was the only one in the building because everyone is was out panicking. Plus, when it snows, they shut down everything. Well, some of not sometimes depends on how bad the well, snowstorm is. Between the earthquake, the hurricanes, the snowstorms, and then the second hurricane that came in 2012, which was Hurricane Sandy. I mean, that was a major hurricane and it caused substantial damage Severe. Uh, along the Jersey Shore and and uh, the shoreline cities certainly along uh, uh, the Manhattan um, shores as well and we call them the Rockaways in in New York they were heavily damaged but that that Hurricane Sandy was a major uh, problem and and led to sub, you know this the these uh, surge uh, um, waves that came in in uh, I can't remember the name of it sweetheart there were surges swells. anyway swells anyway they 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 came in and just flooded Everything. blocks and blocks and blocks of homes uh, and and destroyed many many homes and. Anyway, uh, so now for a second year in a row, we were involved for several weeks with uh, most of our missionaries involved in cleanup. Uh, it was so great to see them serving unselfishly, without complaint, uh, 
actually enjoying and loving what they were doing and a little different experience than just uh, out doing regular routine missionary work. But this was, uh, this was truly service to their fellow beings. And to hear the comments from those that they served, they were just so amazed that these young men and women would come out and help them muck out their homes that had just been destroyed in the basements. And the Church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is amazing because they have these trucks that, and planes that ship in all kinds of cleaning equipments, generators, tools, food, cleaning supplies, and we would just go around and find what these people needed, and we could just bring these all to them to help them. And so many of them were in tears, how grateful they were that someone would come and help them. And that's what we were all about. We were there to serve, to love, and to help bring the Spirit of the Lord into their hearts and into their homes. It was also interesting to see, that's the that's the first time I had ever seen gas rationing. Um, and yeah. you could only fill your, gas, your, your cars with gasoline on certain days of the week. And uh, depending upon the license plate number, uh, whether you could get it on an even day of the week or an odd day of the week uh, in terms of their number. And long lines and, uh, to, to get gas. And uh, it was, you know, downed power lines and... Uh, it was, it was also a dangerous time as well. And that was at that time when our Melissa lost her baby mm-hmm. due to SIDS and all the airports were closed down and I couldn't get out. And it was quite, and all the power was out. So no one could use phones or it, it was just a quite a trying time for everyone. But it really, it was. And, I remember during that time, because the power was out in many, many parts of the state, we had uh, a number of our sister missionaries that mm-hmm. stayed with us in the mission home for, was it a couple, couple of, of nights, days. if I remember? Mm, yes. Yeah, you know, which was delightful, but, you know, it was also... Um, well, I left. You had them there with senior couples. Yeah, that's that's true. They find The airport finally opened, and... The church let me come home for the to support of this little family, and then we got back. Or when I when I left, John took care of missionaries and cooked for them, and and senior couples were there at the home. We had a we had a house full. So I, as soon as things were settled down and everything was taken care of, I got back as soon as I possibly could. Yeah. It was interesting that to to note that we had some of the missionaries after all of that was over, and we finally finished our uh, our service in in mucking out homes in about the middle of December, and we had to stop then because it was just too cold to continue to try to do that kind of work. And it was still a little dangerous because it was so much more severe than Hurricane Irene that it was dangerous with power lines and so much more water. And mold, and mold that was developing in the homes that we were working in. Anyway, uh, it was it was a remarkable time. But some some of these uh, uh, missionaries that would come to us after after our work in in uh, in the hurricane cleanup, they had read about our efforts in the church news and other places, and 
missionaries, new ones were coming, and they'd say, well, well, well are we going to have a chance to do some more cleanup service work? They were hoping for another hurricane. <laughs> uh, so, let's hope not. Um, but the Jersey was very unique in so many different areas. We loved the people. The people were amazing. They were, like we said, people from all over the world, the melting pot, and from different countries. One of our missionaries said that he spoke or taught to 114 different countries. I, it was like being in a, a foreign country. It was a little Brazil town. There was a little, you know, Spanish town. There was a little Korean pocket. Uh, there were just there were just little places all over. One of the one of the fascinating things about being able to serve in New Jersey that I really wanted to help, well, both Bonnie and I wanted to help our missionaries understand, is that they were so fortunate to be able to come to New Jersey. One was because we really needed the best missionaries our Father in Heaven could send to us uh, because we had really significant challenges and opportunities in this location. People from all over the world come to New York City hoping to make a new life. And once they get to New York, after a little while, they realize they can't make it there. They, it's too expensive for most of them. And so they just come across the river, and now they're in New Jersey. And they try to make a, a living and a life now in New Jersey. Um, and some of them were able to, but now our missionaries who are tracting and and uh, contacting people in New Jersey are able to find some of these immigrants, teach them, and baptize uh, a good number of them. And then, interestingly, as they gain faith and testimony in the gospel, their lives uh, take on new and more deeper meaning, they oftentimes desire to return home for one reason or another, and so they would. But now, when they return home, they're going to their home with a testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So our missionaries were there to affect not just the state of New Jersey, but they were influencing and affecting people from all over the world. And, and our statement to them is they must truly be loved by our Father in heaven and he must have had great confidence in them to send them to New Jersey, knowing that they were going to have this opportunity to teach people from all over the world. Yes, our mission was powerful, especially our song, Singing of Jersey Made Us Feel Jersey Strong. We shared the gospel with warm, friendly smiles. We were happy to be known as the Mormons Jersey style. But beyond the yummy food and fun, we knew why we were there to love and help missionaries from everywhere. Help them teach the gospel, have faith and to trust that God could, would be with us and help us adjust. Yes, we lived. Oh, let's stop there. Okay. Then we'll do that later. Well, and we don't have time tonight to, and we will do this next week, but because we want to tell you about some, well, about the, just this amazing missionary force that we were so blessed to, to serve with and some of the challenges, that, some of the responsibilities that we had in really taking care of 
uh, all of these missionaries. And as it turned out over our three-year period of time, it was about, about 550 of them. And they have become just parts of our family. family. We love them. And, we do. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and we'll take the time next week to uh, describe that in greater detail. But one of the things that I just want to mention as we kind of conclude tonight that I thought was something that Bonnie did that, that our missionaries loved. I loved it, but it was using her re really beautiful talent and being able to put words to specific music that would be applicable to our time in New Jersey. And in addition to the poem, part of the poem you've already heard, Bonnie's going to give us some more of that. Um, but we're going to play at the end of this one of the songs that uh, was, I think, one of the most popular songs among our missionaries that she did. And we did this at our... Um zone conferences during our lunchtime we had a little be it bag what you mean be it right yeah, be it bag and that was to be healthy be humble be happy and they had to do things during those three months like you know pray read their scriptures do their preach my gospel floss exercise um, there was just a list of things, and then we would have them all stand up, and as we read them, how would you say it, John? If you, if you read your scriptures every day, remain standing. If you floss your teeth every morning, remain standing. And some may sit down because they didn't floss their teeth every morning. <laughs> if you exercised every day, Remain standing. Now, some or that some didn't, didn't would sit now down. Now more would sit down. So you're getting fewer and fewer that are left standing. Until the very end, the last person standing, last elder or sister standing, received this be it bag. Actually, they were all the be happy, be humble, be healthy. All of the questions had to do with those three terms. And we had filled these bags with things that they couldn't afford, food, hygiene things, some treats, some maybe toys to play on P-Day. And so they wanted these bags. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. But before we gave them the quiz and presented the bag, John played his guitar and I sang the song to them. And they all started singing with us towards the end because they all learned it. And it was just kind of a fun song to help unite us and to... We, we worked hard, and we played hard. So that'll be, uh, we'll, I'll play that here at the end of this uh, podcast for tonight, but just want you to know we're happy, we're healthy. And, and we're uh, just trying to be humble. <laughs> and grateful for the opportunity to share part of this remarkable experience of our time. Um, Serving in. On the Jersey Shore. On the Jersey Shore. That's it for us tonight from uh, Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. Good night. And before we do this song, we just wanted to acknowledge Alex Boyer, who does our little sound effects in the background. He would come out and entertain our missionaries at Christmas time. And it was just so much fun to have him come and 
The missionaries love dead stuff. You'll hear his little sound effects in the background. We know you're special missionaries of God. We want you to be happy, humble, and flawed. You go out, work hard, and find. Just say hello. You'll be that kind. Just be it. Just be it. The missionary handbook will help you be strong. Help you be faithful. Choose right from wrong. So let's all go out and find. Open your mouth. Be kind. Be it. Just be it. Be honest, true, and chaste with every new day. Benevolent and virtuous, it is the best way. Have good report. Be praiseworthy. Seek after these things and you'll see you'll be it. You'll be it. Be lovely. Keep doing good and keep giving more. Teach, testify, and baptize. Knock on one more door. Love, have faith. Be sure to trust. You'll endure. It's a must. Be it. Yeah, you want to be good. Keep being righteous. Fight with your mind. You're here in Jersey because you chose the right. Just be it. Be it. Do what's right and feel the spirit. Don't you ever rest. Just be your very best. Just be it. Just be it. Be it. Be it. Just be it. Be it. Be it.